Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Grow As You Go. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And today we are doing an episode in a very new environment, okay? I am currently in my house. I have no power. It is 7.48 p.m., and I have not had power since freaking four o'clock today. And I almost lost it this morning at like 7.30. And that is because <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of background noises in this. So I'm so sorry. But right now, Marshall is on the chair next to me, huffing and puffing because he's had enough. And then my neighbors outside, I hear them like knocking because all their trees are falling down. Like everybody, I've been hearing trees falling all day long today. So I feel awful. I feel absolutely awful for everybody in my neighborhood. And I'm just happy to be in a house right now that hasn't had any tree issues or anything like that. Knock on wood. But like I said, I don't have power, so I'm hoping to get my power back ASAP. But I figured what better time than for me to just sit down and do a podcast when I have no other distractions. So we're going to get this one out today. So I'm sorry if I sound a little bit more quiet. Everything echoes from my living room, which is currently where I'm sitting, which is like the warmest place in my house right now out to my neighbors and I'm trying not to be extremely obnoxious, but, but so with the whole power outage situation, thankfully I have a couple candles. I have like three or four candles. So right now I have one of those lit and I have two like battery operated candles in my living room. Thank God. I didn't even realize I had those, but I did not plan accordingly for the situation that I'm in. Cause I wasn't thinking I was going to lose power because normally I have pretty good luck with that. So yeah, pretty much. I have food here, but hopefully I get my power back tomorrow because all my food in my fridge is probably going to be bad and I don't have a lot of stuff that I can make without my gas stove or electricity. You know what I mean? So that's on me. At worst case scenario, if I really needed to, I could start eating soup or I could leave my house and go somewhere too, but I don't trust people in Texas like with the roads and everything. I just feel like it's a disaster waiting to happen if I get out there and start driving around. But that's kind of my situation. So just to give you a little update on me, I've been off work literally all week, all week, all week, all week, guys. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was scheduled to work. I told you in the previous episode, I think that two of them fell off. So I was left with two days. And then because of the weather and everything this week, they fell off. So I've worked nothing this week, which, you know, I already have explained in previous episodes, not loving that, but at the same time, loving it, but I'm in a career transition period at the moment. So I'm trying to use all my free time, any free time that I'm given to put towards my goals and figuring out my next step basically. So after I'm done recording this, I'm going to have some dinner in the dark. Like, I guess that's what I'll call this episode. This episode here is going to be like pot. Like we're talking about a topic today <laughs> that honestly, I feel like there's not a lot of light shown on this topic. So it kind of makes sense that we're talking about this in the dark. Actually, we're going to be talking about therapy and why I think it's important, my personal journey with therapy and how to find a therapist, because I feel like a lot of people don't know how to find a therapist or it just seems too overwhelming that they never even try. So I want to give you guys just my own personal experience with it so that you can kind of base your decision on if you ever want to try it or just kind of learn about my situation with it. I just think it's funny that it's in the dark because so many people, when you talk about therapy or whenever therapy is brought up, depending on where you're raised, especially they're like therapy. Oh my God. Therapy. There must be something wrong with her. She's in therapy. Like guys, how old are you? <laughs> and, and not to like hate on anyone, but if that's the way that you're thinking, I don't think you're self-aware. I don't because I feel like every single person in the world has something that they could be working on. So therapy doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be losing your mind. Not that you, like, you know, not that, you know what I mean? I don't feel like I am half the time, but just in general, everyone goes through like situations in their life that they need help with. And it's really, really nice to have an outsider's opinion that has nothing to do with you, the people that you know, and they can give you unbiased opinions. I really do want to help to end the stigma on therapy because I think if there is a stigma around it, it is just because like education has not been given, or maybe you stayed in the same town your entire life and you've never really learned anything else, or you haven't seen anything else. You haven't been able to form your own opinions. Cause I know even growing up where I am from, which is a small town of Pennsylvania, a lot of people are like therapy. Or if I, if you were to tell someone that you were in therapy back home, they probably would think it's like really weird. Like I just mentioned, even my own dad, like it, I've mentioned to him that I was in therapy and he's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's like, Oh my gosh. He said, they're just going to try to make you think certain things and switch up the way and make you think you these things wrong with you and try to, and I'm like, dad, what are you talking about? <laughs> the only things in my life that have traumatized me or 
messed up the way that I think is my childhood trauma. Okay. So, and just all that shit, the way that you're raised, I think every single person, whether you've had a crappy childhood or if it was smooth sailing, I think every single person in the world has different forms of trauma and it can be more severe than others, whatever it may be though, you have some demons, unfortunately, that are probably hanging out with you in your closet, whether you've put the light on them to kind of see them at all or not, they're affecting you every day. So I don't know a lot of times for me, like for instance, if you experience mental health issues, anxiety, um, depression, ADHD, social anxiety, whatever it may be, if you're experiencing any of those things, oftentimes they are correlated to unresolved childhood trauma and things that happened to you when you were younger that make you react a certain way in your present day. And if you don't heal those parts of yourself, they're going to continue happening. You got to, you got to unfortunately work through your trauma and kind of understand why you feel a certain way in certain environments, why certain things are triggers to you why maybe you're not able to open up to people, why you isolate yourself, whatever it may be, there's a reason for every single thing that you do down to the core. So I'm huge on self-help. I'm huge on self-improvement. As you guys know, that's what this whole podcast is about. And I'm huge on just like opening up your mind to learning about yourself and doing the healing work. There's nothing wrong about the healing work. And I don't want there to ever be anything looked down upon that because if you were ever going out of your way to better yourself or to become aware of an issue that you notice in your life that's kind of happening over and over again and you want to change that, I just want to give you a round of applause, okay? Because I am so freaking proud of you. It is not easy healing and choosing to fix certain things that you honestly weren't able to ever control from your childhood or your life or whatever it is. If you're choosing to act on those things, to change them for the better in your adult life. I'm so freaking proud of you. And I'm happy that you're here because I'm just here to break down kind of what my situation was and all that stuff and kind of share a little bit about this. Also really just want to make it easy and easily accessible for someone to figure out how to get a therapist because I know for a fact that it's not talked about enough. But so in my own personal journey with therapy, so whenever I was younger, I was put in counseling whenever like... Like I've mentioned in the past, I am from like a broken household. So my parents were never married. Um, I have two siblings, but they're my half siblings, which doesn't make them any less of my siblings, but it gives you an idea of my family dynamic and the fact that like I was never in the same house with my siblings all the time. We were on different schedules going in and out, you know what I mean? Back and forth from our dads and all that stuff. We do, we have the same mom, different dads. So just kind of that gives a little bit about my childhood. I'm not going to fully get into my childhood trauma in this episode or anything like that, but just to explain that there are things that happened to me in my childhood that affect me now today. And I'm well aware of those things. And, um, every, like I said, everyone has something like this, but with me personally, anxiety, um, ADHD, I do, I do struggle with it or I have symptoms that definitely become prevalent in my life and make it really hard for me to do things in my career and make career choices and decisions and all of that stuff and just kind of be the most productive that I can be to get the most stuff done. So I'm really working on that. There's just mental health issues that I've explained in the past that I deal with. And I was at the point in my life after I moved from Pennsylvania to Texas where I just kind of went through so much so quick. And I knew I was like, I need to be talking to somebody, not that I'm not okay, but I don't want to have to go to my friends about all these things because unfortunately for me, which you might be able to relate to this, I don't have parents that I can just go to with my problems. That's never been something that I do. Maybe to a certain degree, if it's like a car thing, I'll talk to my dad or if it's something like honestly pretty superficial, just like a dad question I can ask. But if it comes to like deep problems or like me wanting to change my career or me not really knowing what to do in a certain situation or something, that's not something I've ever been able to talk to my parents about. So I didn't want to have to go to my friends constantly you know what I mean? For advice as much as I once did. I mean, I'm so, so, so blessed to have the people in my life that I do. And there is nothing that has happened with anyone in my life that made me feel that way. I know for a fact, everyone in my life would be there for me if I needed them to be, but there becomes a fine line when you understand within yourself. Okay. I don't want to have to go to my friends with my problems. <laughs> like I want to get my shit together on my own and not have to constantly, you know what I mean? I wanted to make it a separate thing. Your friends are there obviously to be there for you, but they're also there to have fun with and to have good moments with. And I've been in some dark places, unfortunately, the past couple of years to the point where a lot of my conversations are like needing help. And not that 
just in any situation, like, oh, I don't know what to do about this, or I'm stressed about this, you know what I mean, or whatever. I don't want to bring that energy to every conversation that I have with my friends, unless it's something that we were like going out of our way to talk about, you know what I mean? So for me, I was in a place where I was ready. I was like, I need to just be talking to somebody who's a therapist, someone who is non-biased, and I could just kind of take this seriously because I was at the point in my life, this was, I think, when did I start seeing a therapist? So I think September of 2021 is when I started seeing my first therapist. And I say first because you're going to hear a couple stories of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not every single time that you find a therapist is it going to be the right fit. So that's the first thing that I really want to make, make aware here. So not to get your hopes up, it's like dating. It's not always going to fit on the first try. It's like a friendship. It's not always going to fit on the first try. You're going to this person with all of your deepest, darkest secrets, problems, things that you, you really need to trust this person one, and you really need to feel heard by this person and feel validated by this person and know that it's a good fit for you. Just like, you know what I mean? With friends, relationships, whatever it may be, you would need a very specific person to please you in those categories as well. You have certain requirements, certain things that you need met. And if they are not going to be met by the person that you're trying to pursue, you know what I mean? In dating or a friendship or with a therapist, like it's just not simply going to work out at all. But so anyways, a little timeline of therapy for me. So I was put into childhood counseling against my will as a child, obviously. And it was like church counseling, which there's nothing against that, but it was just very not it wasn't a good experience for me. I remember it was not, we were like looked down upon. I remember, and they were like yelling at us, telling us that we were bad kids. And okay. Like if have my life once and try to tell me why I was a bad kid, like I was a bad kid for good reason. But either way, something like that, when you're put into counseling against your will as a child is much different than when you were an adult making the conscious decision to put yourself in it. You know what I mean? So don't let any negative experience in the past hold you back from trying on your own now with therapy as well. Because obviously with the whole counseling thing, I did not have a good headspace around what that was just because I didn't remember it being something that felt safe or something that felt positive, you know what I mean? Or a good experience for me. So anyways, that happened. I don't remember a ton about it to be honest, but I just remember I was put in counseling a couple of times when I was younger. And then, um, once I moved to Texas, I moved in October of 2020, had a really shitty year, <laughs> like really, really shitty year, went through a breakup, lost really good friends of mine, felt lost, knew I didn't like my career, but I was stuck in it and I'm still in that career, but I've changed things around and I found ways to make it doable for me. But just kind of pushing myself out of a comfort zone of moving to a new city, having to make new friends, doing all these things. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself for sure. Um, and it was hard in the midst of all those changes, losing literally like three really important people in my life. So basically I decided, um, September of 2021 that I was going to try therapy because I was at the point where I was like, okay, I need to do this. So I had my first therapist. Okay. And we're going to call her therapist. Number one. That's what we'll call her. I had only have had females as therapist. I'm sorry. I do not want a male therapist. I'm good. Thanks. Um, so nothing against male therapists, but me specifically, I felt most comfortable talking to a female. You were always given the choice to pick the sex of whoever you're talking to or whatever, however they identify. So basically I had my first therapist, therapist number one, and I tried it out. I want to say I was only in it for a few months with her and it was in person which was a little triggering for me because it was right after COVID kind of. And I was like, oh, this is like kind of a big deal for me to go in person. You know what I mean? Like I had to wear a mask and everything. Go in person, sit in front of someone. Like I just like, it was just too anxiety inducing for me. I was just kind of like, this is already a big deal. Like it's kind of a bigger deal that I have to physically come there, which you always have the choice of going in person or Zoom. What I found works best for me is Zoom. I really like Zoom and I really look forward to therapy now. I want to say I was doing weekly or biweekly therapy. I don't even really remember to be honest, but I was trying it out with her and she was good. Like I liked her. She was a nice lady. Um, but I didn't really feel like I was getting anything out of it with her. I would go there and basically just talk and talk. And I didn't really feel like she was adding much to it. And she really wasn't giving me any tools to use. And it didn't really like, she definitely wasn't the worst therapist that I've had, <laughs> but she, I didn't really feel like I was getting as much out of it as I could be. And I felt like it was me kind of running it the whole session. Like anytime she would say stuff, like I caught her trying to reference random books that did not pertain or like, she started talking to me about the homeless people in Austin once. And I was like, what? 
Like, what, what are we talking about? I'm like, why are we talking about this? And so I just kind of felt like there was just was something that was not clicking between her and I didn't feel like I was getting enough out of it for me to continue going every week, every couple weeks, whatever. So I made the decision to break up with her. So I broke up with her um, a few months later. And honestly, if you guys need to know how to do this, I'm going to read you a text. If you ever need to know how to break up with your therapist, I'm going to read you a text that I've sent to two therapists. Okay. Or two emails, texts, whatever. And I will read that to you guys at the end. But anyways, basically with her, not a bad situation, but definitely not something I wanted to continue on with. I was, I, I, I feel like at this point, my life as an adult, I'm pretty open in therapy. I don't really feel like I have anything to hide and you might be in that same boat. Like, not that I don't want to talk about certain things, but like you're putting yourself in therapy as an adult and you're taking the time out of your own day to go there and work on yourself. You're making that conscious decision as an adult. I feel like at that point you need to be very, um, honest with yourself and do the most for yourself and just be very open. Like your therapist isn't judging you. And even if they are like, it doesn't matter. Like that's your therapist. You know what I mean? So, and that you should never feel judged by them either. So you're basically honoring yourself just by being able to be upfront and just be honest. Like if there's certain things that you don't feel ready to talk about in therapy, whenever you're in therapy or whatever, don't talk about them yet. But I'm just saying, don't lie. Like if you're asked about something, be honest with yourself and just take the most out of that situation. It might be hard at first to not feel like shame talking about certain things, or you might feel uncomfortable for sure, but just know that that person, the right person that you end up picking as your therapist, they're going to be there to like support you and they want to see you, you know what I mean? Just feel your best. So I always recommend just taking the most out of your therapy sessions and Obviously, right at first, you might not feel that way. You might need a second just to kind of get used to everything and open up as you want if it's something that's really, really hard for you to even get yourself there in the first place. Me, however, I am so freaking big on self-help. I'm so big on self-improvement. And I just know that this is something that I genuinely need in my life. And I think that everyone kind of does, whether they know it or not. But I think that I'm at the point where I know that it's just going to make me a better person and I want to be able to heal the things from my past that I didn't have control over. You know what I mean? And work on myself to be the best person that I can be. I think there's something very telling about someone that can be in therapy and choose actively choosing to work on themselves. Even if you don't have like, you wouldn't consider anything bad happening to you before, even the way your parents raised you. I'm, there could be things that you don't even realize are affecting you from that. Or if you're in a time period of your life where you're just really stressed and you're in a career change, or you're really having a hard time acclimating to getting out of school and going into your first job or whatever, like relationships, dating, processing relationships, um, your feelings in general, just processing your everyday feelings and getting a little bit more familiar with who you are as a person and all that. That's what therapy is all about. And I think it just not only benefits you as a person, but it benefits you and how you show up in your relationships in your life, how you prioritize your relationships, how you can open up to other people and feel comfortable doing so and prioritize them, prioritize yourself, just become more comfortable in your own skin overall. As you can tell, I'm a very huge advocate, <laughs> very huge advocate for therapy. And so far it wouldn't really make sense to you why I am because I broke up with that therapist, but Let's get into therapist number two. So this woman, she was the worst one I ever had. Um, nothing against her. She, she was nice, but I feel like I pretty much was on a call with wallpaper. I was talking to wallpaper every week. So at this point I was doing, um, zoom therapy. I tried that out and I knew from like the previous one, I learned all this stuff through trial, like trial and error basically. But I would go in person to the last one and I could tell that that was kind of making me anxious and that's okay. You know what I mean? That's totally okay. But for me, I think some of it came from the fact that one, it's therapy. And I know I'm going to be talking about stuff that I really don't ever talk about. And two, I'm someone who does struggle with social anxiety from time to time. Even if you would never assume that about me or guess that about me, it's something that I personally know. Just because someone has social anxiety doesn't mean they experience social anxiety every day. It can be environmental. It can be just certain situations that make you feel that way. So for me, that's when I noticed, I was like, okay, this is something that I'll deal with from time to time. So I think that that's just making this a little bit worse for me, especially right after COVID. So anyways, I started this therapist, therapist number two, on zoom calls. So I would see her, I think it was once a week or once every couple weeks as well. And she was okay. But like I said, wallpaper, like I wasn't getting much out of it. She treated me very much. So 
like she treats all of her other clients. Like I think she's pretty checked out as a therapist because anytime that I would get on there, she like, there would be no like conversation in the beginning. That's like even somewhat casual or like natural. She, um, would get on there and just be like, Hey, how you doing? All right. Let's get into it. Like, it was just like, nothing about it was natural. And I was just like, oh my God, like I can just tell that you just don't really prioritize. You don't really value me as a, as a client. I don't really think you care. And I noticed multiple times when I would be talking to her, like literally I saw her probably for a few months. I want to say, so I saw my first therapist from September to like, I don't know, like January, maybe. I don't even know. I'd have to look back and figure it out. My second therapist, I saw April. So I took a couple months off from therapy because I was trying to find the right one. I wasn't trying to get a crappy one, but Hey, that's okay. We did. So I saw my second therapist from like April to like June or July is how long I saw her. And then I broke up with her, but I would be talking to her and I would literally notice her not like completely zoned out, like looking at something else or like, look at like not even paying attention, not even acknowledging what I was saying. I totally felt like I was wasting my time there. Like it was helpful for me to talk out loud about the things that I needed to get off my chest, but she was not like receptive to anything that I was saying. She did not validate anything really ever that I ever was saying to her. And she made it very apparent that she didn't really give a shit what I was talking about sometimes. And I don't even know if she realized that it was that obvious, but to me it was. And I was just kind of like, okay. So not only was that something that I was dealing with, um, all that stuff, it was also the fact that like anytime that like every single freaking time I had therapy, this woman was giving me homework. Okay. And let me just tell you right now, as somebody who has a nine to five and is already stressed out with their career and what they're doing and all this stuff, you, and like has a hard time getting things done with ADHD. Like that was a, one of my main things. She's given me homework every week. Like, do you really think that I'm going to be sitting here finding time to do your homework? Especially back then. Now I would honestly prioritize that. I'm in a much better place now. Back then, absolutely not. Like it was anxiety inducing for me. I wasn't able to even like honestly find time. Cause it would be like a long thing I'd have to read and like answer certain questions. And then at the beginning of every freaking session with her, she'd be like, so did you do your homework? Like, I'm sorry, what is this? Because it's like, I can read through something. Sure. But I shouldn't have to like do homework. And so what ended up happening? Because like, I would continue to not get it done <laughs> because I'd be like, I'm so sorry because I really wanted to get it done. But it was just, I, it wasn't realistic for me at the time. I was like, I can't be getting this done. I don't, I, this is just, isn't going to happen. I said, I really have been trying to put time aside, but I feel like I have no time for X, Y, and Z. Even in my life, it's been really hard for me to find time to do that. And she'd kind of be rude about it. And I'm like, excuse me, you're missing the point here. You're missing the point here, Donna Lynn. That was not her name, but you're missing the point here, Donna, because that is not like I'm in therapy for you to help me. And so far you're not really helping me much at all. And you're giving me homework to do on my own time as if I'm not an adult. Okay. Like if I wanted to take classes, I would go back to college. Like, I don't know. So anyway, clearly I'm a little salty about this one still, but <laughs> basically she, um, would give me homework. And then at the beginning of each session, she would ask me if I did it. And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. And she's like, all right, well, why don't we, she started to get the hint after like six times of me not really being able to do it all. She was like, all right, well let's, um, like just, you want to go over it? Like during the, like our session. Sure. If that's how you want to spend this therapy session, let's go over something that you got. Like it's a freaking like from a math class. It's like what you would get as a math lesson just on something random that I would be reading. Like, I'm sorry, this is not what therapy is. So if that is the type of therapy that you're introduced to and you're not resonating with it and it's not working for you, please know that that's not what therapy should be. And you should get out of there. Okay. Because there's, you're going to find the right person. That's going to make it seem like it flows and it's easy and it's natural and you have nothing to worry about. And it just feels really good. And you look forward to going. So with this lady, Donna Lee or whatever I named her therapist, number two, that was kind of the stuff she would give me homework, which I thought was super freaking annoying. And it wasn't even good homework. Okay. It was just like busy work. And I'm like, I am literally in my twenties. What's going on? And I'm all about doing things if they actually work, but it was not beneficial. And she was not even forming a relationship with me. Really. She was just giving me pamphlets and things to take home and do. So after 
that whole fiasco, a couple other things that really stick out to me about her that I want to share is that she continued to sell me things. Okay. Yes. You heard that correctly. My therapist was selling me things. Very weird behavior. So, but I fell for it. I really did because it's really sad whenever you really care about bettering yourself and you really want to become your best self, you will do the things, especially what your therapist is recommending. I'm like, oh, this lady knows way more than me, obviously about bettering. You know what I mean? Herself. She's a therapist. Like, no, absolutely not. Just because they're a therapist doesn't mean that they have their shit together. And it does not mean that they are a good therapist. Every therapist should absolutely have a therapist just saying. So if you ever want to ask your therapist or potential therapist candidates that you're looking into, that's a question to ask. The one I have now, I did not, I did not ask her cause I didn't even need to cause she is so amazing. But basically she convinced me that I needed a meditation headband, a meditation headband. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So whatever. Very irritating. But so I bought it. It was $200, $200. And she did have a code that she was telling me I could use or whatever, but I didn't like her enough to even use her code. And I didn't do it intentionally. I didn't really feel like going and looking up the code, but I was like, all right, I'm going to get this, um, headband. Like, so I bought this headband on Amazon. It's like a muse headband. You put it on and it like tracks your brain waves to like tell when you're actually focused and not like you don't have racing thoughts or your mind's actually calm or something. And I still have it. I don't use it. I probably should, but I just find that the type of meditation that works best for me is not something that I have to go put a headband on for. That's just like one extra step. So I honestly should sell that. Maybe I'll sell that. But anyway, so I bought this freaking headband cause she recommended it. And she said like, yeah, like if you meditate, like it'll definitely help like with anxiety and like calming your thoughts, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure she's correct, but like, I really don't think I needed to buy a $200 headband to meditate. I know for a fact I didn't need to do that. I actually know for a fact because I meditate. But so that was one of the things where I was like, what the frick? So I would tell my friends about this. And my one friend, Shelby in particular, she is in therapy and she has been in therapy for longer than me and always would tell me stories about her therapist. And I would always be like, oh my God, she sounds awesome. Like what the heck? And she had her for many years, but she was like, she was like, yeah, she should be acting this way towards you. She shouldn't be being like this. She shouldn't be. She's like, okay, it's so weird that she's having you buy things. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, what the? F I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. So anyways, this is the final straw with this woman for me. I had one of the worst days when it comes to anxiety and just like hitting my breaking point in a way where I just felt so, so helpless this one day. And I just needed her to give me advice, something that wasn't a workbook, something that she could just speak to me with via camera, like face to face, give me something, give me something. I was basically begging her and like, not in a way where I was like losing my mind, but I, I was like, Hey, and I said, I understand like you might want to get into what you want to get into today, which is another red flag. If you're ever in a therapy session or you're starting to, you should never feel like you can't bring up something or talk about something that you need to get off your chest and what's on your mind because you were paying them to talk about your problems. So it doesn't matter what they want to talk about in the session because it's all about you, you know? So if there's something bothering you, that takes like precedence in the conversation to talk about. So anyways, with therapist number two, I said to her, I was like, I really like, I just, cause I knew that she wanted to talk about this freaking stupid homework and go over the homework, which honestly was so dumb. But I felt like bad saying almost like, Hey, but I did. I was like, I like, no, you might want to go over something else. Cause that is kind of the way that she acted about it. Like, Oh, like I'm such a pain in her ass. Cause I want to talk about something else that actually is going to benefit me. So I said, this is what's going on today. And I was like, I just had a really anxious day. Like, I don't know why. And I said, I just feel like helpless almost. And like, I really am sick of feeling this way. And I was like, I feel, I just like want to figure out how to get better when it comes to this. And like, how to navigate it better so that I can get control of it. And so it doesn't get out of control. I said, is there anything that you can tell me? Like, can you help me with anything regarding this? What does this woman do? What does she do? What do you think she did? What do you think? She emails me a packet to look over. What is this? Like, I'm sorry. What is this hour that I'm paying you for every week? Because if you're having me do everything that's going to benefit me outside of freaking the therapy session, this is quite frankly, a waste of my time. So anyways, she did that. And I just felt so unheard, invalidated, helpless, upset, even worse after I had that therapy session with her. Cause I was like, what is going on here? Like she's not helping me at all. So I broke up with her. Absolutely. I was like, see you later. Goodbye. Don't want to talk to you ever again. I'm just kidding. 
but I will read you the breakup text to send to your therapist right now on what I sent. I sent the same one. I'm pretty sure to both therapist number one and therapist number two. I just copied it from therapist number one and just, um, tweaked it as I needed to with their names. Obviously I share this information with you guys so that, you know, it might not be your first or your second therapist. It might not be your third, but if it isn't clicking break up with them, your time's precious. Your time's valuable. We're not paying people. Even if insurance covers most of it, we're not paying anyone if they're not helping us. So just to let you know, like this is, these are situations that you can see happening. Sometimes they just might not help you. They might just kind of waste your time. They, they might not be doing things that actually work for you at all. And they might be checked out as a therapist and like, they just might not be good at being a therapist. So this is the breakup text. If you ever feel like you need to break up with a freaking therapist or anyone for that matter, freaking break up with them. Okay. You don't need them. If they're causing you, if they're causing you issues in any form, or you don't feel like it's, it's bringing your life up in any way, it's time to go. I, it's time to go. So it looks like I broke up with this one in August actually, which was longer than what I thought. So I was with her from April to August. How unfortunate for me. But so I texted her, hi, my schedule has become very unpredictable with temping and my different travel dates coming up. So unfortunately I'm going to have to cancel our appointments this Thursday. I will get back to you at a later date. If I, if keyword, if I want to start scheduling again, thank you. Just keep in mind that was right after the session that I had with her. I was like, it wasn't like the same day, but she probably understood. Mm, yeah. Like, excuse me, you are not a good fit and you treated me like crap during that session. And I, I wouldn't recommend to anybody. She said back, I can keep the file open for a month. After that, I will need to close it. Please be assured that if you want to start back up, the file can be easily, easily reopened. So I never messaged her again. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. And then I got a new therapist. So, so that's the awful story of how therapist one and two just did not make it to 2023. You know what I'm saying? So I do have a new therapist. I started seeing her in November. So I took August, September, October. I think I took a couple months off to find the right one. Cause I was at the point where I was like, I am not going to get another therapist, give any time to anybody until I know for a fact that they're going to be a good fit. You know what I mean? So um, I'm going to explain to you guys how I found her, what I always recommend doing whenever you're looking for a therapist and why I knew for a fact that this one was going to be it right off the first time I even talked to her. I think it was so easy for me to notice that she was going to be the right one for me because the other two were such no's that once I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is exactly what I've been looking for. And it never, it like, it was such a good feeling. I'm not even kidding you. I was like crying happy tears afterwards because I personally have really, I really needed that. And I really needed it for this time in my life. And just like this chapter of like transitions and all that stuff. And it's only made me more confident and happy and content with myself and my life. And I have therapy tomorrow and I can't wait to talk to her just because I know that it's going to be good. And she's going to tell me stuff that I need to hear, but that's how it should be. You should always be looking forward to it. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be something where you're like, Oh, I have therapy tomorrow. Like it might be like that at first, but once you come to a certain place in your mind where you're like, you know what? Like this is something that like I need to do for myself and my future self, you're going to be pretty excited about it and on board and kind of excited about like, Oh, what am I going to learn today? Like what, what am I going to learn today? Like what's and like any time that I go into therapy feeling a certain way about something, like if I'm upset about something or anxious about something, I always come out of it in a completely different mindset, just feeling good, feeling validated and feeling better now. But I'm actually just going to tell you why I knew it was so good with her. And then I'll break down the whole process of finding a therapist and how to go about it with your insurance and stuff. Just cause I know that that's going to be something that should be all together. But I had a zoom call with her and we're going to call her therapist number three. And she, I reached out to a bunch of different therapists. You basically get a list sent to you from your insurance and I'm going to explain to you how to get that list. So it makes it pretty easy and you really don't have to do a bunch of working. After you get that list, you can start to one contact them yourself or your insurance actually can start contacting them for you. But I was so down to business with this that I was like, I'm not wasting any time. I want to make sure that I'm contacting people and just getting this over with and weeding out the ones that I know for a fact I don't want, you know? So I, the best thing that you can do when you're looking for a therapist, after you get the name of the person, look them up on psychology today, psychologytoday.com. It will tell you, it's basically like an Instagram, but not obviously it's like a LinkedIn for your therapist. It tells you the areas that they specialize in a picture of them. You can get a good feel for them and read their bio and just see one. Does this look like somebody that probably is going to be around what I'm looking for when it comes to advice and stuff? Like I knew I wanted somebody younger because obviously I'm younger. 
And I feel like I have a very unconventional way of thinking sometimes, and I'm in a different career and that honestly, I need like a younger person to talk to about, because if I try to talk to somebody who was maybe kind of at the end of their therapy situation, depending, not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be ageist at all, but the whole point is I need a young mindset or somebody that's at least up with the times and the trends, you know what I mean? And all that stuff to know and kind of relate to me about the stuff that I want to talk about. So after you look on psychology today, that's kind of when you'll know like, okay, cool. You'll know which ones are for sure is that you want to contact and which ones you're like, I don't think so. So definitely, definitely recommend psychology today, but guys, I kind of wish I would have had this recording just so you could have heard this. I had this pause for a second and another freaking tree just fell down. Like it's not, it's not funny. It's not cool, but it was, you would have heard how loud that was. Like it's just been happening all day. Like I feel awful about this. And just the fact that I swear, I'm not even kidding you when I say that like every hour I've heard at least one tree fall around me every hour today, pretty much. I've heard like even a couple in one hour, it's been really freaking disappointing and just so sad, like to walk outside and see it all anyways. So for my third therapist, I met her on a zoom call, but I also had a list of other people that I already contacted or like possibilities. And I was waiting to hear back from. So I had one actually that scheduled a therapy session with me that I ended up canceling because it worked out with therapist number three, but I had an appointment actually set with this woman and I didn't get to meet with her yet to even catch her vibe, which I know it wouldn't have worked out. She was a psychopath. Okay. She was a freaking psychopath. I didn't even meet her. Okay. (laughs) Which I'll explain that to you really quick too after this, but Basically therapist number three, I met with her. She was so genuine, so comforting, so validating. I could tell right from the start that she was just so present, listening to every word I said, taking notes, following up with questions, asking me questions. It was a back and forth thing where in other situations, when I've had therapists, it's me talking and they're not really asking me anything. Like it's awkward. It's like, they're not able to keep it going. And I was able to tell like, okay, yeah, you are my therapist. And I know I'm paying to talk to you, but I know for a fact that like, you can't fake a good person and you can't fake a good therapist. Like if you're good, you're good. And she's just good at listening and staying engaged and making me feel heard and making me feel important and making me feel like I really can get to the places that I want to go in life. And she has so many great perspectives and things that she's constantly giving me without me having to ask her. And I couldn't ask for a better, I couldn't ask for a better therapist. I'm genuinely so happy that I found her like genuinely so blessed. I'm upset because I'm going to be off my dad's insurance next month. So I need to find an insurance that takes her or I'm going to be having to pay out of pocket for her. But, um, which is also something that we'll talk about here at the end. I'm not trying to make this episode extremely long, but there's just so much that I wanted to kind of cram in here about therapy, obviously my experience, but then all the other stuff too. But so I just feel like with my therapist now, every time that I'm doing something, she just has such a good way of looking about things. And we have a lot of similarities when it comes to things that we're interested in. Like I know a lot of stuff already because I am very passionate about self-help and self-improvement that like when I started with her, it was like the most comforting meeting ever. Cause she was like, you really like are going to do really well. And she was like, I can tell. And she was like, because you are doing all these things for yourself already. And she's like, I don't have much that I have to tell you. It's just like you working through your past and working through things in your life. And she's like, we're going to get there and you're going to do it. I have no doubt that you're going to come out of this like so much better. And she said, but I'm not going to lie to you and tell you it's going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. So obviously just her being able to be upfront with me being so genuine And just being so freaking amazing. Like I love her so much. So I get to, I get to see her tomorrow if I have Wi-Fi. So I do zoom appointments with her once a week and I don't want to miss them. Like I, I think once a week is good. Like there's enough going on in my life currently for me to need to talk about certain stuff. And it's good to have somebody that is not one of your best friends to talk about things with and to help you kind of get your own perspective on things and work through your problems that you're currently experiencing, whether it be family issues, maybe there's a sickness in your family. Maybe there's, like I said, stuff in your childhood that isn't even uncovered at all that you really want to work through. And there's behaviors that you've noticed about yourself. You've been struggling with addiction problems, relationship problems, couples counseling, maybe, I don't know, whatever it may be, I support it. And I think that it would be awesome for you to try it out maybe and see what you think. The right therapist is going to make you feel heard. The right therapist is going to make you feel seen. You're going to feel like it's not a chore for you to go there. You're going to know that you're getting something valuable out of that. And 
you're forming a relationship with that person, even though it is professional, you know what I mean? And it is like client and you're paying them or whatever. It should feel like you have a connection to them and you're forming a very, very, very like strong bond with them. You know what I mean? Obviously you could break up with your therapist at any time and it wouldn't be a big deal, but you got to have a bond with them that makes you look forward to going, or at least like enjoy that person enough to want to see them every week and make sure that they're giving you that valuable information that you need to look forward to going back. Cause if you're not getting that valuable information, you just simply aren't going to want to go back. And I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Okay. But so let me tell you really quick before I tell you how to get a therapist about the freaking therapist that I almost had, but I had therapist number three instead. A car just started and I thought I got my power back and I was super excited for a second. I can hear literally everything outside because nothing is on in my house. Like it's very quiet in here. So I'm sure I'm giving the neighborhood a little bit of a show currently. They're probably like, okay, what's going on in here? Who, who is this girl? Who's she talking to? I'm just kidding. I know they don't really give a shit, but <laughs> basically here we are. I'm about to make you guys laugh. Okay. This was a situation of a therapist that wanted me to inquire, gave me her number and told me to text her like why I was reaching out. I basically told her a situation and she said, your area code is not in Texas. So I recommend an in-state provider. I said, my area code isn't Texas because I am from Pennsylvania. I live in Austin, Texas. She said, okay, well, I recommend provider in the Austin area. I said, I was referred to you for my insurance because you were in my zip code. I said, where are you located? Because at this point, I know this lady's just giving me some crap. So I'm just kind of out here fishing to see what her problem is because she's trying to dodge me. And I don't even know this woman. I'm like, why are you already trying to dodge me? She said with ADHD history, in addition to anxiety that may need medication management, you have too many good options in Austin. I'm declining your referral because just so you know, if you, if someone takes telehealth appointments, you can see them if they're anywhere in Texas. Like they just have to be the state that you live in. So I'm like, this lady's dodging me for no reason. And I said, perfect. Could have just said that. Have a wonderful day. Because it's like, be professional. Like, why am I more professional than you? And I'm your client. Okay. And yes, just because I'm honest with you about the things that I'm coming to you with doesn't mean that one, I'm even going to need to be on meds or I'm going to want to be on meds, but I'm like, whatever, either way, the bad ones will weed themselves out. Okay. And that was her weeding herself out in that situation. But I just wanted to give you that little example because when you're reaching out to people, these are therapists I'm talking about, and this is how they act. They're a little, you know I mean? You might get a little bit of ridiculousness up in there, but it's all right. Don't let it discourage you and keep looking for the right one. Cause I promise you will find it. It was a blessing in disguise. I'm like, I don't want to freaking have you as my therapist anyways. Thanks. But see ya. Like, never mind. <laughs> like, why are you weird? Why do I feel judged? And I didn't even get to meet with you. Like, what is your problem? All right. But the most important thing, how you're going to find your therapist, how you're going to go about getting one or checking with your insurance to see who covers you. So what you're going to do is call up your insurance. So for me specifically, I currently have Aetna. One thing that I currently learned through this whole process is that just because your insurance is Aetna doesn't mean Aetna is who your mental health benefits are through. So for me through Aetna, my mental health benefits are through Optum. So what you're going to do right off the bat, you're going to call your insurance, your health insurance, whoever that is. There's a number on the back of the insurance card that should tell you what number to call. And then after you have a representative on the phone, you just want to say, Hey, my name's Michaela. I'm just calling to see what my mental health benefits are. And so at that point they will be like, all right, cool. Let me transfer you to blank. If it's through like a different thing, they'll explain it to you. Like they were like, Oh, it's actually through Optum. So I'm going to transfer you over there and they will walk you through like your coverage. So I did this three different times. Like every time I was looking, I did this because I wanted them to just send me an updated list because I didn't want to go off of the old list that I was given months prior whenever there's probably new people on the list now. So you can always try to do stuff on your own on your laptop, but it might be easier for you to make sure that you're calling them for the first time so that you can make sure that you're going to the right website, talking to the right people, getting the right information. And then from there, you can kind of do stuff on your own on the website. So once you have them on the phone, they will explain to you all your benefits. You can take notes in your like phone app on your notepad or in like a notebook or whatever, if you want, but they will just explain to you kind of what it is. So what your out-of-pocket copay would be and all of that stuff. Then they'll ask like if you've a preferred sex for your therapist and they'll ask you like the main reasons why you like want to be in therapy. And the reason for that is so that they can put it like a special, um, button so that they, they can make sure that the person that you are with is specialized in the things that you're looking to kind of work on. And then after that, they will tell you, okay, we have a list here of all the people in your zip code. Like they're going to do all that, all the heavy lifting and all that stuff for you. And then 
they will say like, do you want this emailed or texted? I have them text it to my phone and then they also email it. So to my phone, then I get like a three, like long paragraph thing of like a bunch of different people, their names, their address, their phone numbers, your insurance can actually do the contacting of all the therapists to make sure that they have availability and kind of make it a little bit easier on you. Even if they aren't telling you that, that is something that they can do. The first couple times I did it, they did not offer to do that for me. So I did it myself. The most recent time that I called, they were like, oh, we can actually call them. And so I let them call just in case, but I called myself because I was like, I'm not going to wait around. I want to get this done. I want to know who I'm seeing. I want to get in the books with someone and kind of get the ball rolling. So I contacted them myself. This is also nice because like I said, with psychology today, after you get that list, I look all of them up on psychology today. Some of them won't have psychology today profiles and that's okay, but I'm less likely to want to work with them if they don't, because that probably means they might be a little more old school, which is fine, but just not what I was looking for. And it's also nice for me to kind of get an upfront idea of what's going on and like who I'm going to be talking to and stuff and just to see all of their credentials. So once you look them up and everything on there, you can figure out which ones you want to contact for sure, which ones you, you can even rank them like one, two, and three, like your top one that you would like or whatever. And then um, you want to call them. So I would call and either leave a message or talk to someone, just be like, hey, I'm Michaela. I was just wondering, are you currently taking any new patients or accepting new patients or whatever? And some of them won't be, some of them will be. And then if they are, I just verify that they're taking my insurance and then kind of set up something with them. But a lot of them won't be available. You know what I mean? So just don't be discouraged if the first couple that you call are not accepting new patients, you are going to find the right one. I promise. If it's not working out with them, it's working out with someone else for the better. So that's basically all it is. It's very easy. I think it's cracked up to be a lot harder than it actually is. And I know some people might not have insurance or even with insurance, you don't have good coverage when it comes to therapy and that kind of stuff. I can tell you the ther or the I can tell you that the insurance that I'm currently on through my dad is Aetna and I pay $20 out of pocket every session. And to me, that is well worth what I'm what I'm getting in those therapy sessions. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I know if you see somebody out of pocket, it can be as expensive as like 150 a session, which I really don't ever want to have to pay. But like it's I understand why they make that much, like for sure. I think I think all of that's extremely valid. But if you're looking for an affordable option, just making sure that your insurance, you know what I mean? Calling them, that's the best way to get coverage and everything. And it takes all of the stress off of you because I basically just broke it down for you. So if it's something that you've been considering getting into therapy, please let this be your sign to try it out. You don't have to stick with it if you hate it. If you find that it's not helping you or you don't actually need it as much as maybe you thought you did or whatever. But I think even if you don't necessarily have something that's causing stress in your life to a point that makes you feel like you need it. I think everybody has something they're going through that talking to a therapist would be beneficial. I know so many people in my life that have never been in it and they've talked to me and they're like, yeah, like I've considered it. Like, I think it would be good for me. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I think so too. I think everybody can benefit who doesn't have something that they want to work on, you know, and having a therapist is the best way to kind of get that push and just kind of work through it little by little. And you don't have to be in therapy forever. But I think that it's fine if you are like, I don't know how long I'll be in therapy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with me for being in therapy. And I want you to know that too. If you're in therapy, there's no stigma around that. And I commend you for it because it's not easy to get help when you need it. And it's not easy to talk about your problems with anyone, let alone somebody that you don't know and you're getting to know. It's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to be okay. Either way, a therapist will save the day. Uh, I'm so sorry, but basically I couldn't help myself with that one, but either way, a, th a therapist would help. So if it's something that you've been considering, give it a try and see what you think. Life update for me. I kind of gave that for you in the beginning. I've been off all week. I haven't been working. That's been stressful. I haven't had power since four o'clock. It's currently 849. I still don't have it. So it's been a few hours and I'm okay. I'm in slippers, some fuzzy socks. I'm in a sweat set and I have a blanket on me. I'm all right. I'm going to have an Olipop right now and eat something for dinner, but I'm probably going to have to throw out everything in my freaking fridge, but I'm excited for tomorrow because it'll be daylight. I just don't like the whole in the dark thing. I don't love that because one, I'm afraid of the dark and two, 
like I want to read and stuff or do something and I can't really be on my phone a ton because I don't want to kill my battery. You know what I mean? So I'm on my laptop recording this and then my iPad currently has 72%, which is cool, but I have no Wi-Fi, and my phone has like, I don't even know, maybe like 80% and I can like watch like videos and stuff on there because I have my data. But anyways, that's my life update. I hope you guys are all having a freaking great week. I hope that you're kicking off your week the right way. And I hope that someone got something out of this. I hope that this wasn't a boring topic for you guys. If you ever want me to talk about therapy again or any other questions that you may have about it, please message me and I'll make another episode about it. I'm super proud of you though. If it's something you're considering, I love that. And I think that you're going to notice it's going to change your life for the better. Very rarely would you start therapy and it would change your life for the worst. And if it was, you know what I mean? Even with the crappy therapists that I had or the ones that didn't click with me, they were still helping me because it was forcing me to sit down and talk about my problems out loud, which is therapeutic in a sense. You could literally do that at home if you scheduled time in your schedule every single week for an hour or like 30 minutes to just talk in front of the mirror about your problems. You know what I mean? Like you could do it that way, but I think that it's very beneficial to talk to a professional and just kind of get someone that's actually going to give you some back and forth in some areas of advice and expertise to work on. Mental health tip for the week, be easy on yourself. It's not easy all the time. You're going to go through times in your life when you're going to feel a little bit more put together and there's going to be a couple other times in your life, like maybe a week later, let's say, where it's a little bit harder for you to get the stuff done that you were killing last week. Like you're going to have certain times when you're going to need a break and your body's going to need you to just take that break. So instead of pushing yourself to constantly keep doing those things that you know you want to do and get done, it might be more beneficial for you in the moment to just watch a movie or to just not, you know what I mean? Push yourself. Like if you, everybody needs a little bit of a break. Basically bottom line, be kind to yourself, listen to your body and do what it wants. You know what I mean? If you want a cookie, eat it. Okay, do something for yourself this week. Don't be too hard on yourself and do what feels good. I feel like the main mental health tip for this episode would be just try therapy maybe if you want or if it's been something you've been considering. I think that like 15 out of 10 would recommend. But that is all for today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I love you so much. Thank you for listening always and forever. And please rate the podcast five stars if you have not already. And please don't forget to download the episodes. Downloads really, really, really help the podcast. That is all for today. I'm going to go try to eat something and get warm. And hopefully, fingers crossed, my power will be back tomorrow. Or maybe tonight if we're lucky. But I will see you next Monday.